Hello, ladies. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast. Um, in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the number one advice to women after a painful breakup. So if you are someone, if you're a beautiful woman going through pain and heartache, well, first of all, know that you're not alone. And second, keep on listening because I'm going to tell you the one thing, the number one thing, the number one advice that any woman who is going through a breakup needs to be hearing and putting into action. And I know that this is something that is going to make a difference in your life if you put it to practice, because when I look back, this is the number one thing that helped me more than anything else. And it wasn't easy for me to, um, to put into practice first, because it was something that I was not used to do in my life. And that is to put you first, to put you first, because, you know, especially when we are going through pain, when we're going through heartache, um, when we're going through a tough time in our lives, it's so easy that we fall into this pitfall of, you know, negative self-talk and feeling bad about ourselves and talking down to ourselves and questioning ourselves and doubting ourselves. And we, ha and you know, like having all this um, mental chatter that we allow to to run our lives. And I know for me, it it did for for a long time. I was so depressed. And at days, it was so difficult that I didn't even have the strength to get out of my bed um, to go to the groceries right across the street where I can, where I can get some food um, for myself, not to starve. Because uh, at the time, I was just living by myself in a foreign country. I didn't speak the language. Uh, it was one of the uh, worst winters they've ever had in their lives. And it was so challenging for me. It was so hard because the amount of pain that I was going through was so intense and I did not have my support system with me. I did not have my family or friends or someone that I could lean on. And little on, I realized that that it was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me, that I did not have those people around me. I did not ha have the people that would usually tell me, hey, it's going to be okay. You can handle this. I did not have that at, at that time, which pushed me to actually get to the lowest point, point in my entire life. Um, and it was, it was so painful that it actually forced me to look myself you know, like in the eye and to say, hey, I'm going to shift this around. I don't know how I got to be in that place where I'm feeling so bad about myself and so bad about my life that I actually wanted to end it, it to end it. And the main reason why I could not do is that I didn't want to be a source of pain for the people I loved the most, my family and, you know, my um, nephews and nieces. I just, I did not want to disappoint them. I did not want to give them a bad example of how life could, you know, look like in their adult lives. And so the pain became, became the reason why I switched things around because I was like, I don't think it can get, it can get any worse than how I was feeling at that moment. So I realized it's 
if I can't end my life, then that means I have to find a way to, to switch it around because I did not want to continue to live in depression and anxiety and panic attacks and chronic pain for the rest of my life. I was like, I'd rather die actually than living this life. So I was willing. So I think that the what changed in that moment is that the pain created the um the leverage that I needed. The pain created the um uh, the 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 motivation that I needed to say, hey, I don't care how difficult this is gonna be, I'm going to do it. And I don't know how I'm gonna figure it out, but I'm going to do it. So I think it was it was it was that kind of commitment of uh, decisiveness that made me shift things around, starting from that point and on. And I mean, don't get me wrong; it was not easy. But I know that at that at any given moment, I feel like giving up or just questioning myself or thinking about oh, like. Um, um, that I can't make it, I just would look back at that moment and remember how terrible I was feeling about myself. I was just like, oh my God. I remember how terrible I used to feel about myself that that I'd never allow myself to get to that space again. And I think that that, that was the, the number one thing that created, you know, this, 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 un, this undefeatable, um, you know, will, and commitment that I have right now. It's like, it doesn't matter how bad it gets because I know that it, it's never going to get uh, uh, as bad as it was at that moment. I was like literally shaking and gasping for breath and just, you know, in the middle of my tears, I was, I was crying so bad that I, I got a terrible headache. My eyes looked like baseball balls. And, and you know, I was just, I was I was I was in a very 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 bad state um in my life and the number one thing that shifted for me is that I learned how to put myself first. I learned how to put myself first and to be kindly unapologetic about that. I mean to be kindly unapologetic about that. And I know that sometimes when you hear someone saying like put you first the first thing that comes to mind is, oh my God, that means that I need to be selfish. And actually putting yourself first is the exact opposite of being selfish. When we are selfish, we are waiting for others to give us what we need. We're waiting for others to cater to our needs. We're waiting for others to make us feel good about ourselves. So we're constantly putting the responsibility of how good or bad we feel on others' shoulders, which is honestly a lot of responsibility for others. And it takes away the control from you. That means that you're going to be, you know, at the mercy of others' opinions, actions, thoughts. Um, and that means that you are never going to get to a point where you feel like you can feel good about yourself regardless of what's happening around you, regardless of what people, of what people think of you or of what people, uh, of whether people approve or do not approve what you do or say. And so putting yourself first, it means being your number one cheerleader, being your number one, your number one, um, 
love and support system. It means being your number one um, source of love, of compassion, and knowing that this is something that you need to give to yourself first and foremost. Listen to me. When I start talking about this, it's so easy to get um, the words, you know, to give you the wrong kind of impression. So please hear me on this. I'm not saying that you do not give to others. Actually, it's, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. When we are loving, when we, when we put ourselves first and when we give ourselves the love, the compassion, the support um, that we are waiting to get from others, that, and then we show up 100% true and authentic and loving and kind for ourselves before we do that for others, believe it or not, believe it or not, we have so much more to give to others than if we just show up waiting for others to make, to make us feel good about, about ourselves, waiting for others to, um, to cheerlead us, wait, waiting for others to tell us how good we are, how beautiful we are, how worthy we are, how lovable we are. It just, it, it's, people feel the neediness of how you show up. And that includes all kinds of relationships, whether it's your profession, whether it's your, um, in your um, personal life, your, with your family members, with your friends, with your significant other or partner, um, with your kids. It, it, it does not matter what relationship you show up to. People do not like needy people. Nobody wants to feel that they are 100% responsible for your happiness and your joy and your satisfaction. Nobody, nobody wants to take this full-time job and it is nobody's to take. It's only yours. So when you put yourself first and you do it kindly, you do it compassionately, you do it, you do it without having this bitter um, feeling that people disappointed you. You don't do it because, because people disappointed you. So you're going to just do it out of, you know, um, feeling that people are not, people are not giving, they're not loving, they're not kind. People are, but it's just, it's not their responsibility to be 100% your source of, um, love and caring and compassion um, and cheerleading. That is the point that I'm making right here. So does that mean that you, of course you want to have amazing relationships in your life, like friendships and family. Um, I mean, I can tell you from my experience that everything in my life and all kinds of relationships started to, to be so much better way better when I put me first, when I gave me first, when I took care of me first, when I made sure that I show up 100% to whatever relationship that I, that I have in my life, when I gave myself the love, the compassion, the kindness, the, the, the understanding, um, the, the allowing of whatever emotions I was experiencing to just flow right through me to do that. When I took time for me first, and I cater to my own needs and feelings and emotions, then 
I showed up to relationships and then relationships started to get amazing. And then people would feel your, your energy so much. And because you give so much, people want to give you back. But because, but when we show up needing to our relationships, people are going to feel that. And they feel like that you are sucking energy out of them. Yes. And so it, there is zero selfishness in putting yourself first. And this is something that I, that took me some time to, to get because I was like, yeah, but, but, but being good, that means to be selfless, to put other people first, to give to people. Yes. Well, guess what? You give, you give to people more after you give to yourself. You give to people more right after you give to yourself. If you don't have anything to give to your um, um, to yourself, then how would you expect to give others anything? If you don't enjoy your own companionship, your own company, how would you expect others to enjoy it? If you're constantly waiting for others to cheer you and to tell you how beautiful you are, even though you down deep, you don't feel your own beauty. You don't feel that you are lovable. It doesn't matter how many people you have in your life that tell you that you're beautiful and that you are lovable and that you're worthy. It's not going to work because you will find a way to sabotage it. You'll find a way to talk yourself out of it. You'll find a way to question it. And then people will start, you know, like, and you would, I mean, at one point I did that. I started to argue back, like, like, what, do you really think that I'm lovable? Do you really think that I'm good? I was, I was at one point, you know, questioning my own um, uh, worthiness and even at one point arguing against people who tried in my life, who tried to convince me otherwise. I was like, uh-huh. and that is a lot of work. And at one point, people start to get exhausted. They get tired um, and they don't want to take this kind of responsibility anymore. So please hear me and know that I'm talking to you from a place of compassion, from a place of wanting you to avoid the mistakes, to avoid the mistakes that I did in my life, because I want you to get there faster. And I want you to have an amazing life where you constantly feel good about yourself. So that is my sharing today and make sure to subscribe to the, um, to the podcast so that you continue to get the, um, the new podcast episode that we put every single day. Take care of yourself and I'll catch you up in our next episode. Bye for now.